This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. It's Friday, so we are going to finish out the week with a bang. Hottest stories of the week. Hang with us. Happy Friday. Welcome to the news and why it matters. I'm Hillary Kennedy. I have been filling in this week, the last day, but it's going to be such a good one because we've got two fireballs here at the table, starting with Mr. Yakubuyan's host of the Yakubuyan show and president and founder of Shared Together. Glad to have you back. It's good to be here. It's been a Multiple good week. times this week. I know. We're so week. lucky. And Mr. Eric July, a Blaze TV contributor and the host of For Canon's Sake. Of course. All right, I love when you guys are here because you never hold anything back and we've got some really, really great stories and some things that are hugely important. First off, we're going to be talking about the WHO director admits to prematurely dismissing the lab leak theory and says that China needs to be more transparent. No kidding. Let's take a listen to a statement. We are asking actually China to be transparent, open, and cooperate, especially on the information raw data that we asked for at the early days of the pandemic. One of the challenges is uh, what you mentioned, um, you know, access to uh, raw data, especially the data, the start of the pandemic, the raw data was not was not shared. Uh, there was a premature push to, um, uh, you know, uh, especially uh, reduce one of the uh, options like the lab theory all right so that video it actually is still currently on youtube you can find it as of this taping which is interesting but so he has now admitted that china had been less than forthcoming about requests for information related to the source of the pandemic he's calling now for their cooperation he's saying he's asking china to be transparent open, cooperate, especially on the information and raw data that they asked for during the early days of the pandemic. He said, yeah, we were a little too hasty in ruling out the possibility that the coronavirus had leaked from a Chinese government laboratory. And he also said, I was a lab technician myself. I've worked in the lab and lab accidents happen. It is common. What's interesting is, you know, in the very beginning, people, experts, were ridiculed. People were were called conspiracy theorists if they mentioned that there was even a chance it could have come from the lab. Uh, But now, of course, he's changed course. A lot of people accused, in the very beginning, accused him and the WHO for not taking a strong enough stance against China. But some critics also claimed that China aided uh, Mr. Tedros's campaign to become the WHO director in 2017, despite the problematic past that he has. Okay, so why is it okay to question this now? (laughs) Ain't that something? Uh, Just going back to why it's still on YouTube, why it hasn't went anywhere, because that's the one organization that they said that you had to listen to and anything that was said that was antithetical. They can't uh, now go against they can't, it. So they can't remove it because that's, that's the authority figure. That's the one that they said that we're supposed to listen to. This is such an interesting topic to me because it, it shows so many different layers of why this whole moronic push for trying to 
stop the spread of mis and disinformation. The reason why that's such a lousy excuse to try to do this is because what happens is you're, you're basically stifling the free form uh, and rather free, free flowing of the information so we can have those conversations to try to reach a logical conclusion. Speaking of YouTube, back in the gap in the glory days when it was YouTube, not them tube anymore, but it was it, it, it was actually YouTube. That was the rabbit hole that we all went down The conspiracy theories. You can talk about 9-11, JFK, shooting MLK, all that stuff and uh, come up with these crazy theories, aliens, all of that. And it was awesome because you weren't seeing that on like mainstream or anything. That's the only place that you could really get access to it that had a lot of uh, like a, a, a high user base. So they, unlike anything else before, again, unlike 9-11 or like anything else before, they had said that this is misinformation. You can't even talk about it. We won't even allow you to have a conversation about it. Mm -hmm. We're going to take it, take you down. If you're in public speaking about this, the politicians, the public experts, the ones that don't work for the government, that's all that is. They were said that they were conspiracy theorists. They were crazy. They were, they, it, was, it was lunacy. Now, I don't know what happened here. I guess this is the conversation that people want us to have because you go back to how the WHO operates. That was a very unique situation. They don't usually do that. When it comes to criticizing world leaders and stuff like that, they don't generally do that at, at all. So this was a, a unique thing. So there's one or two things that, in my honest opinion, what happened. Either they knew that that was a possibility and they just blatantly lied about that. But maybe the hope, however, was that China would play ball. And now, like he said again, which is something that you usually don't hear them say, he's like, even General Chesler was like, look, man, we're, they're not giving us access to the raw data. So maybe it's a situation like, well, we would have covered for them when, if we thought that they were playing ball. They've made it abundantly clear after a year and a half. They're not playing ball. So now we're throwing them under the bus. So it's going to be interesting to see what happens out of that. But most importantly, America, you have to pay attention to uh, uh, why they don't want you to have these sorts of conversations. This was a very unique situation in which they didn't want us to have any sort of conversation. But why it's no matter if I disagree with it, it's important for us to at least be allowed to have that dialogue mm -hmm. because you end up with stuff like that. And a lot of people have vindicated um, in terms of that theory. Yeah, Definitely. no, look, how funny, how ironic, right? Uh, can we just roll the tape back for a minute and go, oh, so you mean Trump was right? China virus, ridiculing people for calling it the China virus, you know, Wuhan, all the things that came out and silencing people that saw So all of a sudden he's right. You're going to see this play out over the next two, three years over and over again. They'll silence you when they make critical decisions. They make gross decisions on your behalf and then later on they'll come out with the truth a little bit to leak it as like on page seven or page eight mm -hmm. of the newspaper and say well we redacted or we told you yeah we kind of we kind of said that the bullets out the gun all right same thing is happening with the vaccine right now we're going to cancel you if you don't take the vaccine you can't say there's something wrong with the vaccine same narrative. Watch a year from now, after you've given up and don't give up, they'll roll back and say, well, you know what? There were theories that maybe the vaccine wasn't safe. And now we're going to come out and admit that maybe it wasn't safe when they've already accomplished their goal. Always got to follow the money. China and WHO is in bed together. Biden campaign is in bed with China. They, they're in bed with the WHO. These guys all run in a pack. They, they work together. So I say this when they do something like this for me, it's to have plausible deniability to say, well, now we've come around. So did he just, you know, magically remember this morning that he was a lab tech? <laughs> I wondered that. Did he same not thing. know that he was a lab tech when the virus came out and go, well, wait a minute, guys, lab accidents happen. He just remembered that this morning conveniently. 
No, it's on purpose. It's like, hey, cram this down their throat. Let's accomplish our goal. And then we'll admit it. Mm -hmm. It'll be page nine, page 10. Nobody will see this. Mainstream's not going to cover this. Are you kidding me? Right. You see it on the blaze nowhere else. Nowhere else, right? <laughs> but then, oh, we did. We came out. And you know what? Now, all of a sudden, and China will not give him any raw data ever. Never. Yeah. They won't play. And that goes back to the logical fallacy of, of the whole appeal to authority, which is all this conversation has been. That's all misinformation, disinformation. All those terms actually mean is that you're not listening to the controlled uh, governmental that's uh, the narrative. Misinformation. Yes. That, that, that's all that it means. It doesn't mean that you're correct, because this is what us always say. Look, the truth is what it is. The facts are what they are. Now, if you were late to discovering it, if you wanted to deny it back in the day, and then now all of a sudden you want to come to terms with it, that's irrelevant. The truth didn't change. Change, That's what right. was what would happen didn't change. So if the lab leak and in, in, in indeed was the case, which is why we should have at least been able to have the conversation. But let's say if that was that does end up being actually true. Well, that was always true. It's Eric, not like we just stumbled across it. Eric, I want to have the conversation why the guy that owns the patent to the vaccine owns the patent to the virus. <laughs> I want to talk about who in the U.S. played ball with the Wuhan lab. Who funded uh, who, Fauci and all that don't have to go down. If, no, if look at was. Gates. Look at Gates. <laughs> who's, who's been historically, the last three outbreaks in the world came from that same lab. Mm -hmm. Look who funds the lab. There's some players in the U.S., but that's, that's what, but that's where that's what Let's have that conversation. It's a pay to play uh, and a pay to win uh, sort of sort of conversation that needs to be had here because, like you mentioned, this guy, much like even the Fauci's of the world, I said this about Fauci, like how all of a sudden, just within like a month. They just forget all of like what they knew about science, how viruses work mm -hmm. out of nowhere. And it just up and switched like that doesn't happen. That doesn't seem to make any any sort of sense. Script. So like like Ted, General Tedros, when he is saying, well, yeah, it happens. OK, why did you dismiss it so early on as if it was so unlikely that it wasn't even worth having the conversation? That doesn't make sense. So it goes. So someone's. Maybe be under the table. Maybe it's in our face, but you have to follow the money. Yep. And that goes to show that a lot of the theories, a lot of the ideas are tied exactly to that political power and so forth. So we have to like this idea that people are like saving us by trying to suppress the misinformation. I want it out there. Because I don't care how lousy the theory is at this point, yep. when it comes to this, when we find how how, how much they lie, all. you got to consider every bit of it. Nothing is crazy. Nothing is. Well, while we're talking about disinformation, CNN has been calling people out who are vaccine hesitant, uh, especially Erin Burnett. Uh, and she had some choice words about it, too. Listen to this. Los Angeles County, every COVID patient hospitalized right now is unvaccinated. Across the country, more than 99% of all COVID-19 deaths right now are among the unvaccinated. And yet, the number of people getting vaccinated has plunged. Why? Well, in large part, it is because of messages like this. I'm not vaccinated. And until there's some science... I've just made my own personal decision that... I'm not getting vaccinated. Yeah, I'm talking to doctors who have since day one been concerned about vaccinating people who've already had COVID because you die not of COVID, you die of the immune system overreaction to COVID. Okay. It's not just skepticism and fear mongering from lawmakers, of course. Right wing media reaches millions of Americans. The idea that you would force people to take medicine they don't want or need. Is there a precedent for that in our in our lifetimes? I honestly think this is the greatest scandal of my lifetime by far. It's stunning. All of those people are smart enough to know that what they're saying is complete. And that's the problem. They should be ashamed.
But those lies are having an impact. Okay, so we bleeped the profanity. Yeah, they did not. I was going to say, <laughs> we don't cuss here, but they right. did not bleep that They out. did not. And that was the fourth time <coughs> that CNN has let that yeah. word yeah. or profanity in general slide on the air. Very interesting. Uh, she just basically keeps talking about this is deadly disinformation about COVID vaccines, much of it coming from Republican lawmakers and right-wing media. What are your thoughts on this? Yeah, I would and say listen to people. A couple things she says. She goes, well, right-wing media reach millions of people. Praise God it does. And yes, it does. Oh, because you believe only you should reach the people. Only your narrative is the narrative. Only your script is the script. Because you're a puppet. Because you dance to any song they play. You all sing out of the same song. You don't make decisions for yourself. You can't think for yourself. You forfeited your right to be a, a living, breathing human being. You're, a, you're basically a bot at this point. And it just blows her mind that some people would have the absolute audacity to stand on their First Amendment rights, right? And I'll say it again. They, they canceled us last time when we did this. But go do your own research. On people that die after they got the vaccine, people that get COVID after they got the vaccine. And that reason alone, beyond just my right to say no, people are saying no because they're more educated than she is. She just drinks the Kool-Aid, right? Mm -hmm. We go, we're not drinking the Kool-Aid. And I would like to know what specific thing that was said in a lot of those statements were, were was BS. Nothing, nothing. Like what, what Senator Rand Paul said, he just chose that he's not to get what's BS about that. Rand Paul actually mm -hmm. got it. He actually got the virus and recovered from why does he even need a vaccine? Like, does our immune system not work in a way that if, and if it doesn't, then how is the vaccine any use mm -hmm. uh, of any use to us? With that being said. But what exactly was BS? It's just people as individuals wanting to assume whatever risk. So when they even throw that out there, because that, she want to talk about mongering uh, right, oh. right wingers like <laughs> let's let, all right, let's let's look at the data. All right, if it is as deadly as what it is that you're saying, which uh, or acting as if, you know, 99%, okay, well, what you worried about? Y'all vaccinated. Yeah. So can individuals I thought like the vaccine us? works. Yeah, so what are y'all worried about us for talking about disinformation? No, people have a sooner risk. And this is the thing about when it, the mainstream media and a lot of people that work for them, they don't seem to understand that nothing changes. I've said this many, many a times. You know, Lord willing, if I, if I catch it and I live or if I die, nothing changes. That was a risk that I was willing to assume mm -hmm. just with anything else. But that's a risk that we are willing to to assume. So that doesn't say anything. They just don't like the fact that there's a bunch of individuals who act as such as individuals, mm -hmm. not robots like like what you were mentioning, that just having everything pumped into their brains. Pigs is more so what they are when they eat anything. Uh, they have everything pumped into the brains and just they're told what to be what to tell other people and they don't like the idea that there's individuals whether it be on any side of the political spectrum i hate when they use that like well it's 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 because of the right wing because it's only people on 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 the yeah, quote-unquote exactly. right that that disagree with them on this position that's bullcrap and now I, I won't even allow them to frame the argument that way because it's gaslight as a folks along the political different political spectrum libertarian doesn't matter like like myself that wouldn't generally fall in that classical sense of right wing that also are like, you know what, I don't know, it's a 99% survival rate for people with uh, over 99%, excuse me, uh, <laughs> that are people in my health and age demographic. I'll just assume the risk, but they don't like that. Yeah, Eric, show me the, let me show the number of the people who are saying I'm not getting vaccinated who have already had COVID. I'm one of them. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I'm one of them, right? I had COVID and I go. What do you need it for? Okay, now what? Now my body is stronger. Now it's working the way God said it's supposed to work. Now what? I mean, let's pull that number because people are awake, not woke, really awake, saying thank you, but no thank you.
Well, we are going to be talking about someone woke, Woca-Cola. That's coming up. Oh, <laughs> so we got to go to break, but come back. Woca-Cola. All right, if you're watching and you're drinking a Coca-Cola right now, Diet Coke, Coke Zero, whatever it is, you may want to put it down for the segment <laughs> because Consumers Research, it's a consumer advocacy group, they launched a series of advertisements yesterday calling out Coca-Cola's woke hypocrisy for its reported defense of China and alleged health concerns associated with the sugary drinks. So part of the campaign is a video advertisement satirizing a Coca-Cola commercial, which is set to music. The lyrics are pretty funny. You'll have to listen to it. But they also have a website called alwayswokeacola.com to continue to expose the company. So this video advertisement, it'll air in Atlanta and nationwide. And they're also going to have mobile billboards to drive around Coca-Cola's headquarters, the Coke Museum, the Georgia State Capitol. They're going to do this for 28 days. And they said they, they want to remind Coke to focus on their consumers, not woke politicians. Um, it says the company has taken its eye off the well-being of the customer. So I want to play a clip for you of this advertisement. Listen to this. We taught the world to sing in perfect harmony. Just drink Coke, the road to obesity. At Coke, we say we're woke. We sell drinks, badass smoke. China is our labor supplier that drives our stock price even higher. What the world knows today, obesity won't go away. Woke diabetes is here to stay. That's a real thing. What the world knows today. That's impressive. I like that. That's ah, like one good. non-cheesy like no, clapback well that we that we've seen. Uh, and and it's, look, I know people are gonna laugh. Some of the people that are gonna watch the show are gonna look at that and they'll be like, "Oh, that's trivial." I'm willing to bet more money that that's gonna be more impactful, like to more people than anything these quack politicians do because they're attacking culture. I say all the time, yeah. if you're gonna make fun of these guys, go for it. Make fun of them, mock them, shame them. They deserve it. This is what they that's the game that they play mm -hmm. um, when it comes to uh, uh, trying to, I guess, be in opposition to their 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 opposition, if you will. Make fun of them. Mock them. Shame them. I love it. I absolutely love it. That was yeah. that's fantastic. It's well, it's so funny that one shot of, yeah, be less white, but it's a white polar bear. You know, the hypocrisy. <laughs> it's so funny. I mean, that's Coke. I mean, yeah, but I mean, it's not. Is it even at a discussion at this moment? And they own so many products, mm -hmm. so many different things. And it's corporate policy. So good. Speak into culture. Yeah. Change culture ourselves. Let the public change culture. Don't wait for the politicians. Yep. Well, before we move on from this, I just uh, want to let you know part of the statement that they released about this advertisement. They said, any corporation who decides to distract from their misdeeds by taking radical positions on political and social issues that are unrelated to their business to garner positive praise from woke politicians and press is on notice. It is not going to work. And they're also going to be going after American Airlines, Nike, Ticketmaster, and the MLB. That's awesome. Yeah, so we've love got it. more of that, those I, to I come. Absolutely. Love like, it. Seriously, like that, that can 
That's a very important thing, and they're doing things the right way. Don't go to the politicians and start making fun Drive of them. Drive to iTunes. The court, yeah, absolutely. All right, so let's talk about the NFL a little bit. They are going to be featuring the Black National Anthem at all of their tent pole events. So they're gonna, And if you don't know what that anthem is, it's Lift Every Voice and Sing. Um, they included it last year, but now they're going to make it a more prominent part of their big league events, including the Super Bowl, the NFL playoffs, the NFL draft, and NFL kickoff game. So starting this May, it says the NFL will begin to highlight its quarter billion dollar social justice effort via an Inspire Change content series. I've got an essay talking about how the summer of 2020 changed all of us, including the NFL. The murder of George Floyd and the brutality experienced by so many people of color sparked an extraordinary movement across America. The NFL and its club committed $250 million over 10 years to social justice causes. So interestingly enough, though, last year when they started all of this, average audiences fell 8% to 15.1 million viewers, and the NFL lost $4 billion last year, presumably because people don't like what? politics and social justice being mixed with sports. So do you think that continuing to push this forward will affect their bottom line? Watch this year. $4 billion is nothing. Look at what happened to the NBA in the playoffs. 38% decline in viewership, okay, and they should hurt. I used to play. I love the sport. Roger the Goodell has to go, okay? That guy's poison. Poison, okay? Absolute poison. Let me give you a quick stat. 68.7% of players in the NFL are black. Have been black before George Floyd, okay? Way before George Floyd. So when they say change is going to happen, you're going to, what, more white guys are going to play? No, we play on merit. You earn your spot. You earn, you got you to play. You're as good as your last game. It's a sport. They're also running a campaign called the NFL is gay. I got a couple of NFL footballs in my office. I walked up to one ball and I said, so you're gay. <laughs> how's the sport gay? How's the, how's the ball and the rules? You can't do this. Okay, it's people and people's choices in life. And people can live their life any way you want to. But when you politicize a sport, pigskin. Okay, mm -hmm. a Coke drink. When you politicize these things, you're extorting people. You 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 are playing with people's minds because now little Johnny that really wants to play in the NFL, they know this. That's 12. He's not gonna just magically give up football. Now he is by default thrown in a river and has to now deal with all the crap and coming. I said this to Glenn, and you mark my words here. Write it down because I've lived this book. Okay. I said they will come after our monuments. They came after the monuments, right? They need some sort of a race war in this country. They created it, all right? And then I said they're going to come after the anthem. They're going to come after the flag. Even Glenn said, yeah, could not. Okay, anthem. They'll come after the flag. They changed street names, okay? They will not stop. If you feed this stray cat, they will come back to eat. you got to say no. So the way you say no is you don't watch football. Make them hurt. I'm talking about hurt at levels where let them lose $40 billion. Mm -hmm. Speak. Put your eyes and your money somewhere else. Go to places that support your values. You can live life without football. You can, actually. Maybe your marriage will be healthier. Okay? Mm -hmm. <laughs> that's, that's true for many of us. <laughs> Eric, what do you think? Yeah, look, uh, sports, and I say this as a guy who's been an athlete my entire life, did it all the way through, up, through the collegiate level. And the new, beautiful thing about sports was that none of this stuff mattered. Race what sexuality, nobody gave a crap. Generally people that will come together to cheer on one, one thing. So sports by default, the just overall nature of what it was, transcends race and all this other nonsense. That, that was the beautiful thing. So it was doing 
already, mm-hmm. already, long before politicians, yes. woke politicians, Michael, 90s, I, I say like 1990s, I was like peak, peak societal culture, we was over the racism, Michael Jordan was on top of the world, everybody loved him, white, black, it was an amazing uh, situation, now all of a sudden we've regressed. So they have lost sight of what made sports a beautiful thing. This is my first year, last year was my first year I didn't watch now Cowboys game. And that was unbelievable for me to say. And then the further I got removed from it, the more I was like, yeah, this ain't so bad. You know, not watching this. I can go without that another year. So if they want to continue to lose money, mm-hmm. let them lose money. You can go without it. Let them lose. Let, let, them, let them lose. Let them, let them hurt. Because how this stuff works is they'll, they're woke because they think that this is something that is sustainable. So they'll take a loss even if they have to for yeah, a year yeah, or two, exactly. for a little bit. But then once year two turns into year five, Make and that stink. turns into year six and seven, they're like, all right, TV deals are up now. Uh, we got to renew it. And right. the TVs are like, y'all ain't nobody yeah. watching it. Why don't we pay you this much uh, No, we're going to need to give a new deal to the MMA rather yeah, yeah, like NASCAR. We, exactly. Why, why would we do that? And then they're like, oh, what, oh what, wait a minute. We either need to switch or they're going to get ran down into the ground and some other alternative is going to pop up. But like, like I said, yep. we can go without it. Absolutely. Well, I think there's going to be a lot of people that won't be watching this year. That is for sure. All right, we've got to go to break. Come back. We've got more, and it's good. A lot of people not going to be watching. Border Patrol numbers, they are expected to show that the U.S. is closing in on one million illegal immigrant apprehensions in 2021. So this data is expected next week, but the Washington Examiner reported yesterday the number of illegal alien apprehensions at the United States-Mexico border climbed in June, bringing these close to one million illegal immigrant encounters. Nearly 190,000 illegal immigrants in June. That's a 450 percent explosion over last June. So if these numbers hold and they are expected to, that means the CBP will have encountered nearly one million illegal immigrants in just six months And because the Biden administration has shown no interest in changing immigration policies, we could be on track to see even more than that. Does the Biden administration care at all about what is going on here? No, they're building a voter block. I'll be fast. It's made our life in fighting trafficking insane. You just quoted a number 400 percent. From, just think of all the so that means that the, the taxation on the healthcare system is going to be up 400 percent right health and human services this is insane no they don't care it's by design this is what he wants well and harris I mean, was supposed to investigate the root causes then figure out what to do we really haven't seen any progress there well uh, like i said before it, it goes to show that they talk themselves into a corner so i think it's less about the policy per se and more about the fact that well you try to incentivize a bunch of people yep. to make that trip that otherwise would not have. And you were not prepared for it. Um, I think it was something that was sexy to say on the campaign trail, maybe to get votes. But then a lot of people were emboldened to say, OK, well, this person isn't in office anymore. I can make the trip. They're going to allow me to do whatever it is. And they the system obviously cannot house they, they can't. This is why they're flying people all over the all over the country and throughout Texas, because they simply don't have enough of, uh, let's say, facilities in order to house them because of the fact that so many people have been emboldened to make the trip in the first place. That's the root cause. It doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah, literally incentivized to do it. And that's the problem. Until they address that, 
instead of talking around it, until they address that, then this will forever be a problem. It doesn't even matter what their rules are. Yeah, because are. the other presidents picked up the narrative and ran with it. And, and, and look, the word on the street is go. They're not going to stop you. I mean, I just had a conversation with people in Poland four days ago, and they go, and if you want to go to the U.S., just go through Mexico. It's common. They're coming from over 100 countries around the world right now. Okay, and let's put it in perspective. A million people illegally crossing the border, illegally. They're not leaving. They're still here. They're not deporting people. They're here. That is the equivalent of the total population of the state of Montana. You're talking <laughs> in six months. We may reach two and a half, three million by December. Right. Okay, that, when, when are we going to say enough is enough, right? I'm this is me saying, Abbott, step up, buddy. You got to do something. Shut the border down. We're a republic. Texas is a republic. Maybe time to go read our constitution just for a second and go shut the border down and then challenge Biden right? and Harris investigate. What that woman can't investigate when her front door is out of her home. She can't investigate a thing. Come on, man. She couldn't even find the border. She, she was 40 miles short. I mean, come on. <laughs> well, while we're talking about incentivizing people, this is a really sad story. So New York City sex workers, this is just running rampant in New York City because they are basically fostering an open-air prostitution market because the law enforcement there has become so lax about it. In fact, it, this was bizarre to me. There is enough business going on in the middle of the night that the Waze app that shows you, you know, GPS where yeah. there are, are traffic backups and things like that. It's detecting traffic jams in East New York, Brooklyn, because so many cars are stopped to talk to these sex workers because law enforcement is doing virtually nothing about it. So it's incentivizing these pimps and these traffickers to continue to have these women working because they aren't being arrested. The warrants are all being forgiven. Really disturbing. Uh, in 2018, Brooklyn saw a combined 36 arrests, which were related in some way to prostitution. The figure dipped in 2019 to 26. And now there were only two such arrests that year uh, in June of this year. Hillary, at the stroke of midnight, 2019, okay, pre-COVID, at the stroke of midnight, go look what de Blasio did. Go look what Cuomo did. They released 1,200 convicted and arrested pedophiles onto the streets of New York at the stroke of midnight. If you were in jail, in prison, for abusing a child, they released you into the street. Hear me today. Kamala Harris ran on this. She wants to and will legalize prostitution in all 50 states federally. This, you will see this coming, okay? And it's always going to come from either New York or crazy man on the West Coast, okay? Newsom. Either one of these two, and here we go again. It's, it's in front of us. And now I ask all the New Yorkers who have some sense of, sense of value, right? You got to vote for these guys again? Because this is what you get. No, we knew this was coming. We knew this was coming in January 1, 2020. Really sad. Well, we only have just a, a brief moment, but I do want to talk to you, Aku, about this. 25,000 troops were deployed to crack down on the deadly riots in South Africa. So those troops have finally been deployed to help handle the violent rioting. You've got family, friends living there. Can you give us any information yeah, I'm about that? I'm from there. I did, I did service there. I know the military is a joke at the moment. You're, de you're deploying troops who don't have training. And by, by the way, at the moment, we're teaching police officers in South African police departments what language. That's right, Mandarin. Chinese. China has come in and ransacked that place. You're looking at a, a president, former President Zuma, who was indicted 
40 times missed his court appeal, stole almost a trillion dollars from the government himself, exported money, had the Gupta family have corruption out the wazoo in the African National Communist Party. They call him Congress. Now he's out, you know, Cyril Ramaphosa, the president's in. These two guys are at war in the same party. Zuma rose again because half the party follows him. He said, I'm taking the presidency back. So Ramaphosa said, great, buddy. It's time to put you in jail. 20 days ago, he puts him in jail. So now you've got black on black crime like you cannot believe. You're talking about 40 million people in the streets going to war at the moment and a non-existing police department. So yes, my family are there and they're self-securing. I told you before the show, they're doing some things. They're making sure that, but it's anarchy. And I'm going to point straight back to China. Because the people who are fighting in the streets want Zuma, the corrupt individual who is in bed with China to be back in power. Uh, so, yeah, it's a nightmare. It's, it's, watch Elijah Schaefer Wednesday. We're doing a special on this video you'll never see anywhere else. Real information. And we'll see what happens when a country, South Africa, swings the pendulum all the way and embraces communism and the Communist Chinese yeah. Party. So yes, definitely check that out. And uh, we have to go to break, but we are going to end today on a high note. So don't go anywhere. This guy built himself a house of treasure. All right, I promise I do have a good news story for you. But first, I do want to touch on this really quickly. World-renowned St. Jude Children's Hospital. They have told their employees, you either get vaccinated or you get fired. They must be vaccinated by September 9th, barring any medical or religious exemptions. Uh, that eight-week window is meant to give employees time to schedule and complete the vaccination process. And those who refuse to get vaccinated will be put on unpaid leave for two weeks. Do you think something like this will affect their donations, their bottom line? Should this even be legal? What do you think, Eric? Well, I mean, this is what happens when you have most of your funding or so much of your funding tied into governments. You got to play, play the rules. You know, that's just the reality. I know a lot of folks look at libertarians like myself when we talk about stripping funding of even institutions that you may think are doing good things. The reason why that stuff is so important because of reasons just like that. Um, the idea that Americans aren't as, which I'd argue is the most charitable nation in the world, but uh, if that, the idea that people would voluntarily, let's say, pay for something like that, definitely if you weren't taxing them uh, as much, is complete nonsense. But what happens is, is the people have less of an incentive to obviously do that when you have said basically the state will subsidize most of what you need. Yeah, there's other voluntary donations that are involved there. But that seems to me, hearing that story, because you're hearing this with a lot of other uh, entities that have a lot of funding, rather. We, taught, we saw defense contracts and uh, all of that stuff where they start perpetuating the same kind of narrative, not just with vaccines, but usually the mainstream authoritarian left. Well, when, you're, when, you're, when your funding is tied to that, what are you going to say? No. You know what I mean? What are you going to say? Eric's making a really good point. And this is why, again, you, you don't, they create these monsters and monopolies, right? And now you're sitting with a, a hospital group, St. Jude's, that the doctors do unbelievable work. Families' lives are changed. No question about it. It's phenomenal. It pulls every heartstring. It's right. It's what you should do. But then you go to the cronies at the top and they dance with the devil. And then when the devil plays music, they've got to dance. Mm -hmm. 
Mm-hmm. And this is what you see here, because you've got to go look at all the other organizations that are the large pundits, right? The, the $25,000 dinner plates at the fundraisers. Go look at who is there, and then you'll go, oh, well, obviously. Obviously, they're going to force their people to get vaccinated. So let's draw a distinction between the doctors and the nurses and the caregivers on the ground that's at St. Jude's that just absolutely sacrificially just loves on children. The most, the most trying cases, right, mm-hmm. that we can't even imagine. But the ones at the top sell their soul. And then, and then this is how they control, because this is why it's not good to have monopolies like Facebook, Google, these, you know, mm-hmm. decentralize the government, hallelujah. Because, because now, all of a sudden, should St. Jude say no, I'm telling you, you will see an enormous decline in cases that they can administer to or, or, or pay attention to, because the spigot will be turned off. Right. Right. So they have to say yes. It's, it's so sad. I think they're going to lose a lot of really great doctors and nurses over this. All right. So I do have our good news story today, though. There is a determined high school student. He raised $12,000 for homeless veterans and opened a home that will save lives. It's a 17-year-old high school student from New Jersey. Uh, last name's uh, Ferrara. He found out about a 22 push-ups for 22 days challenge on social media to raise awareness for veteran suicides, and he got really inspired. Um, That challenge was issued by Houses for Warriors, which is a Colorado-based nonprofit that seeks to improve the quality of life for homeless and injured veterans through housing and housing resources. So his family has a strong military background. Both of his grandfathers served, one in the Navy, one in the Army. And so he just decided, you know what, I I really care deeply about this. I want to raise some money for them. So he thought maybe uh, people might donate a small amount of money to an organization that supports a cause they care about. So he talked to the organization. They started fundraising and $12,000 for homeless veterans. I think that is so cool. Uh, and they said this organization told him, you know, their most pressing need is fundraising. And so they opened these houses for homeless veterans so they can get them off the streets, find some stability, turn their lives around. I just think this is really cool. So he ran a marathon to help raise this money and encouraged his friends, his family to give. But don't you just love hearing that there are these 17-year-old kids out there who are seeing a need, especially with our veterans, and saying, I want to step in. I want to fill the gap and help this cause, help these people have a place to live, a safe place, the care that they need. What are your thoughts on this? I just This Ruth, story no, made me so I, happy. Rafe, Ray Ferrara, I salute you. God bless you and people support him, find him somewhere. This is the heart. This is just humanity. This is what it's about. How does a 17-year-old kid have a better perspective on our culture than the president of the United States? I mean, come on, man. It's not that hard. It's actually not that tough to be good. Just do the right thing. Put people first, not your own agenda. So we need, I mean, and it's amazing that it's a millennial, right? Mm -hmm. It's amazing that it's a young person on his own accord that does this. It's fantastic. Look, it's volunteerism in action, um, and that's more so what I pick up from it than anything. And that's more of trying to highlight that is, I guess, the angle that I want to take, because everybody thinks that anything good that ha- can be done must be done through the government. You know what I mean? Like they can't even see even when it comes to veterans, like a lot of people can't see stuff through the through the lens of individuals. And this is why we want to get rid of, for example, like the, the, the bad economic practices by way of like the federal government. Because if more people had better buying power, if more people had more money in, in their pockets, from not being taxed, you'd see a lot more of this. You'd see a lot more of it. 
Don't let these quack politicians, more so it comes from the authoritarian left, where they act as if, well, if the state doesn't do it, yeah. it'll never, ever yeah. get done. It's not just stories like this. It's stories like this all around the uh, around the world, around this country, obviously. And what you see people voluntarily going out of their way. The government isn't holding a gun up to their head. They've, if, if anything, they've conceded that the government, they usually maybe be one of those guys that were trying to ask and beg for the government to help them out. And then they realize the government ain't coming to save us. They're not coming to solve this issue. We got to go do it. And I, I want to encourage more and more people. I think it's on us as libertarians to point to those sorts uh, of examples. I talk about voluntarism and action. That is an actual organization, by the way, that uh, uh, guys in my company were being libertarian founded and do similar stuff all the time and which we highlight because we want to show people that it doesn't have to come from the government in order for you to go help out your fellow man. Yes, I love that. Uh, one thing that I really liked that uh, this young man said, he said, our veterans and active military are real live heroes, each and every one of them. And after realizing that the people who fought for our country are living on the streets, I looked for even more ways to help. He said, I thought it was absolutely terrible that there are people that served our country and our home on the streets, unable to enjoy the freedoms that they fought for. So this is Houses for Warriors. Uh, if you'd like to know more about it, you can look look online and, and find ways that you can give. But I totally agree with you. I think so often we look to the government or someone else to do it. Someone else will do it. Someone and else the, will give. These someone are the else kids that parents, it's on us as parents to highlight these kids and tell your children, hey, this is what you can do. This is how you can make an impact. Follow this kid, not Miley Cyrus, or follow this kid and not Zuckerberg. Or follow, you know, This is a guy who, who's gonna do great things. That's leadership. That's that's amazing. That's yes, heart. I totally agree. And I do think it does start with the parents. I was driving through my neighborhood this week and some of the kids in the neighborhood had set up a lemonade stand and I stopped and I thought, oh, they're working on their, you know, entrepreneurial skills and, you know, their parents are teaching them how to open a business. And they were fundraising for a homeless shelter. And I thought that was really neat that the parents took the time to tell them, you know, making money isn't always about making money for yourself. It's what you can do with it to help others. So I thought that was really, really cool. All right, so we've got to go to break. When we come back, I'm going to talk to the two of you about what you're working on, what's coming up next, and uh, kick off the weekend. Every once in a while, it's okay to toot your own horn, right? So I want to read you a couple of reviews that we've gotten about this very show, because people have had a lot of nice things to say. Uh, Chrissy GG 73 said my fave podcast for news. I love this podcast and listen every day. Thank you for covering important topics and always having entertaining guests on the show. Totally correct. Two of the most entertaining at the table today. And then also dot dev said the news and why it matters. Love, love, love this show. What a great lineup. We would also love to hear your review. We would love for you to rate and review, subscribe, all that good stuff. So go on iTunes, leave us a review and we might read it on the show. We would love it if you would do that, especially if you like what you've heard. Now, before we wrap things up, I want people who are listening and watching to know where they can find the two of you and hear about what you're working on, how they can see and hear more about what you do. So, Yaku, tell us where they can find you. Yeah, on Instagram, you can find me, yaku.boyens. On FreeSpace, you can find me, uh, yakuboyens.com. That leads all roads to the same place. There you can help us fight sex trafficking. You can help us tackle some of the comprehensive of sex ed in the school curriculums. And we recently finished the first episode of a new TV series called Pieces which we speak into the millennial culture on teen suicide, which is through the roof, um, abuse, self-harm, uh, teen pregnancy, all the heavy issues. And it's kind of like the breakfast club 
of today, right? But we're speaking into it. So check that out. That'll, that'll come out later this year. A lot more filming to do. Oh, That's wonderful. us. Yeah. Can't wait to see it. And Eric, tell us about you. Yeah, Young Group of 5'9". A lot of people look me up as Eric July, which you obviously find me on Twitter and all that. But Young Group of 5'9 is the channel if you want to catch my show, of course, for Canada's sake. You can also catch uh, that. that we'll, we're live at 12 p.m., of course, throughout the uh, week, 12, 12 p.m. Central. But also on Twitch, we do some gaming all of that sort of stuff, and obviously at the end of the year, you know my band. I always forget. I'm in a yes, I'm in a, billboard, I'm in a billboard chart and freaking <laughs> metal band. Yes, yeah, called Backwards. It's B A C K W O R D Z. You can go listen to our music, us live music videos, all that good stuff. And hopefully, we can get back on the road by the end of the year. Two of the most talented. I feel like a horrible underachiever. But <laughs> if you ever want to see me again, I'm on the Four Minute Buzz in the mornings during Glenn's show. So I'll catch you then. Stream and subscribe to more Blaze Media content at theblaze.com slash podcasts.